Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash, they lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell, dungeons and debacles starts now. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin. Going around the table, John. Hello, I am running a Lunadus, mutually old wood elf, the monk of Ruinex. And Blake. Hi, I'm Blake and I'll be playing the Dragonborn Eldritch Knight, Juliet. And Shane. That's my name. I'm playing Alexander the Bard. And Oliver. I will be playing Edel Belmont, the paladin who's got friends on the other side. Oh, you like that? cut out. Perfect. I cut <laughs> out? Fucking great. Yeah, he's got friends on the other side. <laughs> he went out. I went over to the other side. Chill out. <laughs> no, that was Alexander and Juliet who went over to the other side. Uh, yeah. Sure. Sure. Alright, so this is going to be a level up episode. Uh, everybody's going to talk about uh, maybe a refresher on who their character is, their background and their motivations, and the choices that uh, you've made with your character at level 4. So uh, let's start with John. Tell me about your character. Well, Lunadas made his fourth level as a monk. Didn't gain too much. Uh, he gained another chi point, which means he's going to be even fancier in combat. And he also gained the Slow Fall ability, which uh, lets him reduce falling damage. And not equal to five times his level, so up to 20 falling damage. Basically, <laughs> you could fall 30 feet without taking any damage. That's pretty slick. Yeah. And how many key we- points do you have? Gee, uh, four points. Did you gain any uh, anything else? Uh, feats? Or- yes, the, uh, no, no other feats. Um... I don't think I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure no other things. And uh, slow fall was all that happened there. He didn't gain any uh, bonuses to his you know, attack or anything like that. No new attack, but he did get the uh, the two stat points from getting to level four. And what did you uh, choose for that? Went ahead and put those into dexterity, make sure that he was extra slippery in combat. And now he has a plus four bonus from his dexterity. All told, his armor class is eighteen. <laughs> nice. What's yeah. your uh, attack bonus? Is your attack bonus based on dex or? See, I'm pretty sure it's based on dex. Yes. Yes. So both uh, sh- attack and damage are based on dexterity. So that and his proficiency bonus means he has a plus six to his attacks. <laughs> and uh, what level do you have to be before, like your your hands and feet are considered magical weapons? I'm not sure. That's going to be a while. Gotcha. And just as a remind, reminder, uh, tell us a little bit about the, the background on your character. Uh, he was raised in a monastery of Ruinaxis, an isolated mountainous region by a bunch of other elves. Uh, didn't have much, well, any contact with the outside world, really, just the occasional trader he came by. So he knows a little bit about woodcraft. He likes cooking. 
Uh, he's not really good with people. And uh, what did you uh, choose as your traits and flaws? Well, he's an arrogant, quiet sort. He doesn't really know much about social conventions. Uh, he has uh, deep bonds to his uh, teachers in the mountains. He's very dedicated to ruin access. He's also arrogant, uh, quick to anger, uh, ignorant and distrustful of cities and other people. All right. And uh, anything else you wanted to say about your character? I believe that covers everything. Blake, tell us a little bit about uh, Juliet. So Juliet is a dragonborn, obviously. She grew up in a place that's, I I don't know, middle class would be what you call it. Nothing super tough, nothing super traumatic. She loved books ever since she was little, and she was always constantly pining for more knowledge. But uh, one day she fell into the wrong kind of group and took their leader out with a one-two punch. So she joined up with a crowd of other orphans and stuff they weren't the best company to have but she was okay with you know being accepted somehow but one day she got caught trying to steal something and the town guard offer her two options one they throw her in jail or two she betrays her orphan friends and turns them all in Juliet was able to negotiate a little more than that and was able to not only get a bunch of books, but also a place in the town guard. So she was more than willing to sell out for knowledge and power. Uh, so her her biggest goal, though, even though she's lived in Kala for a long time and she loves the place to death, she knows all the guards and stuff, she's always still, or she's never really satisfied fully because there's one thing she hasn't been able to learn through all the reading, and that's magic. So thankfully, with the arrival of the party and... The capability of an adventure, she's pretty confident that she'd be able to find how to use magic, I guess, in general. And that is her background so far. Joined up with the party, been looking for books. Uh, Eventually, she did find one in the Raven Queen's temple, or I guess, what you call it, mausoleum? The Raven Queen shrine in the Witching Wood. So yeah, she picked up, picked up the Necromancer's book, spell book, and has been learning to become more magical so far. So she was an Eldritch Knight. She became an Eldritch Knight after reading quite a bit of it. But uh, she's still lurking or looking for more spells and stuff. So instead, this level, she's going to be devoting a lot more time to that book instead of physical activity, and she's going to become a first-level wizard. So they have that multi-classing there. So that makes you, what, a second-level fighter, first-level Eldritch Knight, first-level wizard? Uh, Eldritch Knight isn't actually a class. It's an uh, archetype. So it's technically fighter three, wizard one. It's just at the third level, that's the archetype. You could say it's not really fighter, it's Eldritch Knight. So uh, what uh, did you take this level? Well, since I switched over to Wizard, I miss out on that fourth level ability score improvement. But I think it works a lot better going for the Wizard stuff. She got a whole bunch of spells from that. She's already pretty physically strong, and you know that's all good and well. But having the addition, additional utility and combat stuff from the wizard really helps her stand out in combat. Uh, self buffs, allied buffs, that sort of thing. Most of her stuff is actually combat oriented, but the thing is that they're all very specific situations. So for something like Shock and Grasp, it's, it's got a D8, which is okay. It does less damage than her weapon and some other spells though. It'll hit someone with advantage though if they have metal armor. So Juliet is gonna be using her wits in battle to 
exploit as many weaknesses as possible. What spells did you take uh, first level? First level there? Oh boy, you get three, or uh, excuse me, so you get six first level spells. I took a whole bunch of utility here, detect magic, comprehend languages, find familiar, identify, featherfall, and sleep. All, almost all of them are either ritual or just generally useful. Uh, the sleep is really the only combat one that she's taken as a wizard. When she first took the Eldritch Knight thing, she got a whole bunch of offensive stuff. Uh, shield, protection from evil and good, chromatic orb, firebolts, ray of frost, all that good stuff. Now, how does it work with uh, like your spell slots a day um, with Eldritch Knight and Wizard? Yeah. Uh, sorry to cut in, but how do you have so many first level spells? You should only have four. <coughs> I have four? Yeah, so if you look in so if you're multi-classing, if you're going from like a person that can use spells to multi-classing to another class that can use spells, there's like a multi-class spell slot list. Yeah, so that's at fourth level you'll lot. have four level ones and then two level two. Well three level twos. Mm. And you can't uh, like exceed that. I I guess I'm a little confused because the multi-class spell class uh, Multi-class spell caster has spell slots as opposed to spell spells in general. So I still get the six spells from <laughs> the first level of wizard, and I still get the spells. Uh, I think it's what three, two, mm-hmm. something like that. You have from... Three spells and two cantrips as a uh, eldritch knight. Yeah. So okay. I get to add up the yeah. I think the... that you only have the amount of spells you go to the amount of slots that you have. No, no, they changed that in 5e, I think. All I know is that you get you can get a whole bunch of spells if you really want to multi-class a lot, but it's usually not worth it to go through multiple ones because of, as you said, the spell slots. Got it. Okay, it makes sense. Yeah, needless to say, I can only cast three first-level spells, so I might have a million different spells, and it won't matter because I can only use three of them. <laughs> Easy enough. You got that that wizard syndrome. Holy spells and not enough slots. (laughs) Not powerful enough to use them. Alright, and what did you choose as your your traits and flaws? For traits and flaws, I have... uh, She uses a lot of big words that convey the impression of great erudition. And, uh... Actually, that's polysyllabic. Excuse me. I haven't really gotten a chance to roleplay that because I've been trying to get everything nice and neat and terse so everyone is clear on it. Uh, in ideals, knowledge is the path and power to domination. That's been shown based on her uh, encounter with Sish when she just said, fuck it, I'd rather be alive and powerful than dead and heroic. Uh, Bond, she has, she, she works to preserve libraries. And I know that was kind of weird considering she burned down the mayor's house via the books. <laughs> But since she's uh, already read so many books and we already searched the library more or less head to, or from head to toe and nothing interesting was there, she's more than okay to throw in a fireball or firebolt at uh, stuff she already knows. And then her flaw is that she, unlocking an ancient mystery is worth the price of civilization. That kind of ties into Runaxis, I thought, really well, because she just 
she's okay just knowing more, knowing more, knowing more. And she's never going to know what Runaxis actually was unless something happens and Runaxis comes around. I hope we can all come to a great agreement where I lead the group, which I know is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle's part of the fun. Yeah, it sure is. I'm straight. Shane. That's my name. Uh, I am playing Alexander, the bard, now multi-classing the wizard, uh, along with Juliet, through the process of reading the book and working through the knowledge within. Uh, my character was born in a pretty poor family. Uh, parents were habitual gamblers. Uh, got hunted down by lone sharks. They came after me, ran away, started roaming town to town, learning how to talk to people, manipulate how they do things, uh, which incites his proficiency in like intimidation, deception, all of that. Uh, I was sparred up to level three, now going to level four. I'm going to multi-class into wizard. I put a step point into intelligence and wisdom, uh, gain proficiency in lighter armor and simple weapons, which I'm pretty sure I already had. I got three cantrips and two spells by multi-classing into wizard. So I got Mage Hand, Ray of Frost, and Acid Splash for my cantrips, and then Flaming Spear for my uh, level two spell. And then I think that's about the only stat bonuses and stuff I get from going to level four. And I think that about sums up. I don't think I have anything crazy. So, Just, question. Um, yes. As a bard, why did you decide to go with wizard instead of like uh, sorcerer or warlock that's uh, charisma-based casting? Uh, because sorcerer, you have to have like, it's more of an innate ability that you have at birth, which he wasn't really born with. You can uh, also do a ritual. I mean, I could do a pact, but I, I don't know any demons or anything like that. To Boy, form. <laughs> I can't form a pact with the one that you're packed with. Why not? Because that I don't think that'd make any sense, and I don't it have any reason to do that. Sense. Well, you could I'm, probably role play it as uh, you're wanting to gain power, and Adel's like, uh, "Well, I can help you out with that." Exactly. Yeah, but um, we already. Julia was already in the process of like learning how to be a caster, and plus I wanted more aggressive spells or like things to defend myself since I'm not really that much of a that much of a combat-oriented person and character. So I needed something to give some damage, and plus there's no downside to being a, a wizard besides maybe becoming more susceptible to taking hits. And having less health, which the bard already does. So now I'm just getting a higher damage output. That and everybody's going to think you're a nerd. That's true. <laughs> but I am a nerd. That's why I'm here. Nerd sure. wizard. Uh, and uh, what's your traits and flaws for uh, Alexander? Yeah, so his traits is that he doesn't really value companionship that much. In a sense that like he'll go from... Uh, he'll do whatever is in his best interest. One of his flaws is that he's extremely ambitious and tries to go a bit out of his, out of, out of like what he's really capable of doing, just so that he can, so he can get more power and knowledge. Uh, he's not above selling out his companions if it values him to a very high margin. And uh, that sounds like a running it, theme with this group. Yeah, <laughs> that's about right. I mean, that's why we're here right now. And uh, three others aren't. Rest in peace. Ouch. So, anything else you want to say about Alexander? 
Uh, not really. I got eight more HP points. How does moving to, to wizard, is that affecting like uh, your armor class or anything like that? Is there any restrictions um, on what you can wear? I don't think so. I think I saw the proficiencies from being a bard. So I have like, I'm using light armor anyways. So it, I still have a, an armor class of 14. Nothing crazy. All right. Uh, Oliver, tell us about Adel. Adel is a is a hell hell knight which is a archetype of a paladin he is a attempt to get as many contracts as out and the reason why he is currently in the is because he was commanded to by a fiend by the fiend he has a contract under of himself and i recently just leveled up and i got almost nothing well i got an ability with uh, as far as role-playing stuff, uh, he he's chaotic, chaotic neutral, um, and his flaws are he's very selfish. Uh, if you want to make him very angry, you can call him a bastard. He hates that shit because that's what he is. He's a half dwarf paladin. I am level four now. I got some health upgrades, and I'm trying to talk Shane into taking a patch of the Fiend in the Warlock class. <laughs> I think that would be really fun. You can try. I will try. I will try so hard. So you didn't get anything as a Paladin for level 4? No uh, Not. stat increases or no. anything? <laughs> Ability improvement, and that was it. All I got at level 4 is a Paladin. So what'd you take uh, that in? I went uh, I went plus two into strength. So and, what's your strength? And then now? I got it's eighteen. I got like nothing at level four. <laughs> Everyone else got like bonus levels and stuff. I got an ability improvement. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, what what's the background on your character? Uh, my character was a very was a decently rich person. Uh, he was about to be set up to be the heir, but then. Uh, the lost son kind of showed up, kind of ruined everything for him. He was then pretty much kicked out of his family, uh, and then he can then he ended up meeting a fiend who wanted to make a deal with him, and he took that deal in exchange for power. He would help spread more contracts for him, among other things. Alrighty, I think that uh, covers that for this level up episode, and we will see everybody back in game next week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Dungeons & Debacles podcast. A lot of people say this, but we really do want to hear from you. Are we shinier than a platinum piece? We're stankier than a cobalt's loincloth. Let us know what you liked and didn't like. Everything helps this make a better podcast for you. Got an idea for monsters, items, and commercials? Let us know about it. You might hear it in the show. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Dungeons & Debacles Podcast. We also have a website where you can learn more about the characters, lore, and maps of this world. You'll also find articles about Dungeons & Dragons and a whole lot more. Just search Dungeons & Debacles Podcast. Do you think the government of Luskane is spying on you and you don't have a social media account? Then email us at dungeondebacle at gmail.com. You can also check out the theme song and all the commercials you heard on the podcast on our YouTube account. Just search Dungeons & Debacles Podcast. New episodes come out every Sunday, so check your podcast app. And now a word from this week's sponsor. Uh, am I-
has a magical pestilence destroyed your farm and family through no fault of your own? I'm Hamish the Hammer, and I can get you the gold you deserve. A wizard unleashed a spell that blotted my crops and my family starved to death. The hammer got me the gold to rebuild my life. I have a new wife, a milk cow, and even a pig. Thank you, Hamish. Going to the town guard or petitioning the leader of your village takes too long when you need gold now. My professional team of negotiators gets to the root of the problem and persuades them to do the right thing. I don't get paid unless you do. Send a raven with a message about your problem to Luskane, care of Hamish the Hammer, for a free consultation. The Hammer gets you what they owe. The music you heard on this episode was Beyond by Ross Bugden under Creative Commons License 4.0. You can find the link to that license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0.